Toasted, a podcast by your hosts, Kai and Bree. We are the Carters, and we are very excited to start this journey with you guys. So, so we'll be talking to you about the hit TV show Mad Men. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's a show from AMC, very popular, very well written show. Um, and it's about, God, it's really hard trying to describe what this show is about. Because it's just kind of all over the place. But basically, it's about rich white men making money in the ad world. So, yeah. um, with layers to it. So, we are going to be diving in, giving guys topics and everything, episode by episode, scene by scene. Yes, that's the plan. Um, so, reason why we're starting this out, um, see me. I'm the kind of person who enjoys listening to a podcast like this when I'm watching a show. Mad Men is a very, very dense show, and as you can imagine, there's a lot of podcasts um, about it. However, just like the show, there is a notable <laughs> lack of diversity in these podcasts. So, and we struggled to find a melanated point of view, so we are here to give that to y'all. <laughs> here it is. All right. Yeah. So... <laughs> um, and a little bit about your hosts. Uh, we're married. We were married. We've been together for six years, and we've been married for about what? A week a, and a, a half. Week or two? Yeah. <laughs> New newlyweds, and we have a baby. But super excited to give our point of views and knowledge towards this show. So, yeah. um, glad to start this journey with my husband, and I'm glad to have you guys <laughs> along for the ride. So absolutely. So let's dive into. We're gonna go ahead and just dive into the first episode. Get started. Um, yes. The first episode called "Smoke Gets in Your Eyes," released in what year is it released? It was released. It aired July nineteenth, two thousand and seven, and was written by the creator Matthew Weiner and directed by Alan Taylor. And little fun fact about Alan Taylor: um, he's actually directed a few episodes in Game of Thrones, Nurse Jackie, Sex in the City, and the movie Thor two. So he has some pretty good creations under his belt couple hits couple misses you know um, <laughs> he, actually, um, he actually directs the episode where ned dies spoiler alert so um pause you need to say spoiler alert before you do that <laughs> listen 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 this is a game of thrones i won't spoil anything on Mad Men. anything else is fair game that's a <laughs> all right all right so to start off this episode takes place in march of 1960 so about what 60 years ago that's crazy. Um, about 60 years ago, and as we go through, they'll be talking about money a lot, so we wanted to see what the conversion rate was from then to now, and a dollar then is about ten thirty-one now, so $10.31 on the dollar, so just keep that in mind, and we'll point that out as we go through, but let's go ahead and get started with Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. All right, so we start with, um, start. the episode actually starts with a um, definition of what Mad Men is, what the title means. So apparently Mad Men was a, was a term coined in the late 1950s, so pretty close to when it started, to describe the advertising executives of Madison Avenue in New York. And It's even funnier because they made up that name for themselves. So you can see that the conceitedness is, is rooted very yeah. early. <laughs> they gave themselves a nickname. That's pretty lame, but okay. <laughs> so before we get into the actual episode, I do want to point out that the intro theme song starts with Don's silhouette walking into his office, setting down his suitcase. 
and his briefcase and then it falls um it pans to him falling off of the building and as he's falling he's passing a bunch of ads all across the buildings and everything and falling through like ad papers and everything so he's basically drowning in ads and it ends with him sitting on a couch with a cigarette in his hand um just wanted to point that out that it is very symbolic to this whole show so yeah we're going um, to a deep dive into what the um what the theme song means later i think later on for the season finale maybe yeah but, um yeah first to start with so we open up to yeah um we're gonna open up with don draper sitting in an ad or sitting in a diner coming up with ad ideas scribbling on a napkin and um sidebar we're toasted, and we're going to be getting toasted as we're talking about it. So, and a little drink too, because <laughs> this is this is Madman, and as you and if you've seen this show, you know that everybody's a bunch of alkies on this show. It's crazy, so um, crazy. <laughs> but back to the episode. He starts in a bar and he's scribbling on a napkin. <coughs> and then so the waiter comes up, and he's an African American waiter, and then. Sidebar, this will be, we're going to have a black people count because this show is also not very well known for its diversity. Very so, scarce in the melody. When we do see a, when we do see a fellow black man we or a fellow black person, we have to count it out. So this is the first black person we see. And he is offering Don a light for his cigarette. And um, Don asks him, why do you smoke old golds? It's a brand, a, a brand of cigarettes while... Um, Don smokes Lucky Strike, so he just his... asks him, like, why are you, why do you smoke those cigarettes? And he didn't respond to him in time before another waiter comes up, and he's like, is he bothering you? Um, excuse me. <laughs> is he bothering you? That was the first racial thing we saw in this episode, and it was what? Like, Not even minutes. a minute in? Like, <laughs> like, dude, can I talk to my waiter without you getting in a freaking hurry? He's like, he likes to chatter a lot. Like, bro, fuck out my face. Also, there's going to be profanity. Hope you know that. But <laughs> um, So even, like, Don peeps the racism. He's like, yeah, I mean, you, after the waiter leaves, he's like, oh, man, you got to, you must you must love smoking to, like, to relax from working here, huh? Like, he's like, yeah, this is probably not the first time you've dealt with this kind of stuff, dude. But um, he asks him why he smokes those, and he mentions, that I think the waiter's name is Sam, and he mentions that they gave it to them when he was in the service, and he's just used to them. And Don asked if he would ever consider switching. And he was like, no. I love, you know, my old golds. I don't ever plan on switching. Yeah, and so Don's asking about Lucky Strike. So that's the cigarette he's trying to get him to switch over to. So Lucky Strike is one of his clients that he's currently scribbling ideas for. Um, Recently, <clears throat> um, the Reader's Digest put out a um, report, basically, that cigarettes can kill you now. It wasn't really known and they did research and everything, and now it is a known, backed-up, factual thing that cigarettes can lead to death. Which is so, crazy, because, like, common day, like, present day, that's, like... Duh. <laughs> but back then, it wasn't it wasn't known. They didn't have the research to back it up. So now, all of the tobacco companies are scrambling, because they can't advertise that it's healthy anymore. So Don is, in return, scrambling, trying to figure out what to come up with for his clients, Lucky Strikes, the tobacco company. So in order to deal with this, uh, to kind of ease his mind up, he goes to go visit uh, Midge, which Midge. is his girlfriend. Um, we assume it's his girlfriend. 
and she's, you know, drawing up. I think she works in a graphic design or something. She's, yeah, she had a bunch of art supplies and everything all over her apartment. So we are assuming she's in the design um, business. Yeah. Um, so he comes to her and he's just, he's worried. He's like, oh, there'll be a bunch of young execs picking meat off my bones. He's really worried about this uh, ad account because he, like, literally has no ideas what on to what say. he's going to tell his client. What is he going to tell Lucky Strike on how they can sell more cigarettes? Like, and looking back, I'm like, I, this is an unimaginable problem for me. I mean, they still sell cigarettes now, even though it's blatantly clear as day, terrible for you. So, so, so they did something right in the ad company. Who knows company, what they did. So, um, but he ends up fucking Midge. <laughs> they get and right to it. they wake up and he's, um, asked Midge, basically says that we should get married. And Midge says this one dig. She's like, you think I'd make a good ex-wife? So I, I wanted to point that out because he obviously has a reputation. And she didn't even assume that they'd be married long if they did. <laughs> Let me tell you, Midge is the kind of girl, she knows, she gets exactly what she's asking for. She's like, bro, I don't I don't make breakfast, I don't make plans, I'm not about to marry you. Like, you, you come here for one thing and we both know it, all right? And like, I'm cool with that. <laughs> like, she's look, fine with that. That's look, what she wants right now. She's down with it, all right? Which I respect, honestly. Like, she knows her place. She knows, you know, like, what what the what, what their, relationship their relationship is. is. And she's that's perfect for Don, too. Like, he loves that about her. And um, I do want to point out now that since he was talking about marriage, I, I was looking at Don's hand, and he doesn't have a ring on. So, just wanted to point out he does not have a ring on right now. Interesting. So, after this scene, they go to the office, and um, we see another fellow black person in the elevator. He's the elevator man, you know, taking people up and down. Notice and how then, all the black people we see are in service jobs? Exactly. Interesting. Um, we see a woman walk in, and then there are a bunch of other people in the elevator, but three specific men in the elevator talking about a batch party, a bachelor a bachelor party that they're going to. Yo, in this scene, we meet the ad boys. We right? meet the, the ad, ad men. Boys. No, I'm going to call them boys, too. Yeah, they're the not boys. boys. They're ad Look. boys. Yeah, they're <laughs> ad boys. They just, throughout the show, they're just, uh, they're crazy. Oh, real, real quick. They're Ed, Ed, and Eddie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Our exposure to the show. Hold oh, on. Oh, so, yes. Sorry quick. about that. I've seen this show <coughs> all the way through maybe, like, once. Once or twice. <coughs> and, uh, but I've, like kind of start like restarted stopped at certain points so i've seen this i've seen this show a couple times four or five times me personally i've actually only seen this once and i did not finish it i think i got to like the last episode in the second to last season so i got pretty far but i actually did not finish the show and i've only watched it once so my memory has forgotten things i you know remember big plot points but i have forgotten it's crazy. If you guys could see our notes on this first episode, I've forgotten how um, belligerently racist and sexist they are. Yeah, they're so, just throwing out left, like bars, left and left right. And, Golly, I can't um, but keep yeah, up. I've only seen it once, and I didn't even finish it. So this is going to be very interesting to rewatch. And really, like, it's it's different watching it when you're just like you know watching the show versus like you're really, really... analyzing. Uh, analyzing. <laughs> I'm so dead analyzing you guys, analyzing it, like pausing it's... and looking at all the little pieces that you could just miss just by watching it for enjoyment. You know, for one, I I just love 
okay, this is a bad thing to love, but I love how blatant they are with their sexism. Like, it's like... It's it, crazy. It, we'll get to it, definitely, <laughs> but it's crazy. So, um, they are talking about a batch part, bachelor party that they are going to for somebody named Campbell. We later learn it's Pete Campbell, but... Um, Fuck it, Pete Campbell. The lady that is listening, we find out to be Peggy Olsen, and she is just listening and rolling her eyes at their conversation because they were being ridiculous what did no, they say they're breathing down her neck they're like yo you gotta let them know what kind of guy you are so they know what girl to be like like what excuse me hey that's hilarious they were like breathing down her neck like like wolves like i, I believe ken said that yeah almost growling at him yeah so the ad boys i'm still um i'm still a little shaky on the name so there's uh ken there's ken with the fit so ken every time i see ken I think of L.A. Noir. So L.A. Noir is this detective, this detective game, and literally the main character is like the same facial model as Ken. So like every time I see him, I'm like, detective. So there's Ken, Detective Ken. Harry. There's Harry with the glasses, tall dude with the glasses. There's uh, there's and then uh, there's Paul. Paul, that's the guy I couldn't remember. Okay, Paul and Pete. So Pete, Ken, Paul, and Harry. Harry. Those are the ad boys and trying we, to be where Don is. So. We love to hate them. Love to we hate them. love to hate these guys because <laughs> they suck. So, so they, <laughs> they walk in on Pete and Pete's he's on, on the, the phone. phone. He's on the phone with Trudy. Um, Trudy's his wife. And oh, nope. Trudy's his fiance. He's fiance. getting married. I think that following Sunday. And that's why they're going on the bachelor party. And yep. um, he says something along the lines of, I love you. Why else would I be giving up my life to be with you? I'm giving up my life to be with you. You said that to your fiance? Like, what? Giving up your life to be with you. Like, that just tells you how he views marriage as like a dead end. Like, it should be a beginning of a new part of your life that's into like happiness that, and like enjoyment not giving up your life it's like that old school like douchebag way of thinking of marriage where it's like oh it's old not, ball and chain yeah yeah the the old ball and chain the whole like oh i'm trapped now like my single life is over i mean yeah but like if it doesn't have to be like it's like no. sidebar i went out last night with just my girlfriends like we went out and i got drunk i was hungover this morning so like no ball and chain over here. I know we've only married for a short amount of time, but like you know, like <laughs> yeah, that was that was a wild that was that a wild, was a wild thing, thing to say. That was crazy. Um, but yeah, so that's how he was talking to his wife, and he said something about like why don't you go shopping or something, like just insinuating that's something that women, you know, it's a very women stereotype thing to say, and you're saying that to your future wife and look they're listening to the whole conversation literally he's talking in the background talking to his fiance like this in front of people like it's already worse just to do it in general but in front of people like come on so look uh, we we i know we love to hate the boys with pete campbell like, oh my we love to hate pete campbell ooh. over here i do remember that from my journey of watching this the first time um so after that scene uh we meet the office admin, basically, Joan, who is a character, okay? She is Joan. showing the new girl from the elevator, Peggy Olsen, around the office and, like, giving her a rundown of everything. And she was talking about her commute in. She's like, uh, Peggy said she only took one train. And then Joan says some comment, like, if you make the right moves, you'll be in the city with the rest of us. If you really make the right moves, you'll be in the country and won't be working at all. So, in my head, she's saying that the highest status for a woman is being a housewife. 
And that just shows you where women are in this day and age. Like, it's like the way for you to be successful is to hit yourself to a successful person. Like, like you got to find a successful rich man and then you'll be good. Word. Top tier, you know? And I'm just like, excuse me. Did you peep that she, when she was showing Peggy around, she was like, uh, and don't make the mis- some of the mistakes that I did like that one and pointed at Paul like as he walked by. I think she's, I think she fucked Paul like oh, in the past. Oh God, that sucks. I'm like, oh man, look, Paul's the, Paul's kind of, I can't get into it. I'm not, we're also trying not to spoil, so I don't want to talk about stuff that yeah. happens later on. But but she said that in the first episode, so you can also mark. No, I'm just saying, Paul in particular, he's a he's a guy. He's a character. Um, so, John makes an offhand comment, because Pecky is about to be Don's assistant, right? Her, his, like... Yes, Pecky's yeah. about to be Don's secretary. So, secretary, that's the word. So, she says, keep a fifth of something in your desk. Leading into them being freaking alcoholics because what a fifth in your desk at an office job like what absolutely not your secretary um, bought you liquor like that and brought it to what? the office like side note I actually work in an office so like I have a team of people and everything and like I'm in an office I can't even imagine having alcohol like in my desk to drink at work yeah that's so true. things have definitely changed <laughs> from 1960. Um, but uh, Joan is showing Peggy a typewriter that she'll be using. And she was explaining how it'll be easy to use. They made it simple enough for a woman to use. And Joan is like the biggest sexism person right now, honestly. She's... She's like railing them off and just like constantly putting women down. And she's a woman. Look, I think the, the funniest thing she said was when she like pulled off the thing to the typewriter and was like, oh yeah, they look. Try not to be overwhelmed by all the technology around here. Looking at this typewriter. <laughs> While I record this on both of our MacBooks. Like, what? <laughs> Yo, it's just funny as fuck, dude. Uh, but, yeah, so Joan's being came. super sexist right now. And she also tells her that her dress is basically too long and she needs to let her ankles sing. So her dress is too short. You can't see her ankles. That will not be the last time someone talks about Peggy's uniform today. Or that's 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 the hot topic of the day for them is Peggy's outfit. Her outfit, my um, And that men love scars. So she just basically telling her ways that she can be able to be successful on the office without using her brain. Like she, nothing about the actual job, just what she can do to make the men like her around her. Okay, pause. What other stuff has Peggy been in? Like Peggy has been actors. in Handsmaid's Tales. She has. I've actually watched that one, and it was. I watched this first, so it was really hard to see her as um, the handmaid instead of Peggy. It's like Peggy, what are you doing out here? But um, oh, she was in that one movie. Uh, she's oh, been that in, Jordan Peele movie. Uh, us. She is in uh, us. Yep. She was in us. She got. She, her whole family got clapped. She was kind of annoying. One of her movie. newer ones was Shining Girls, and then also. She's in uh, Get Him to the Greek. Get Him to the... Oh, I haven't seen that one. I actually haven't seen it, but I heard that movie so much that I know it's like, you know, a, not pop culture, but kind of like, you like know. a cult classic kind yeah, of Yeah, kind of a cult classic. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, in all truths, her and then the unannounced Trudy are probably the most casted after this show. Um... Just because all the other ones are kind of lost. So I think Elizabeth Moss is her name. Elizabeth Moss, and yeah. And then uh, Christ- uh, but, Joan is played by Christina Hendricks. I've only ever seen her in Good Girls. Yeah, that and that's a newer one. Um, but um, after that, uh, we go to Don in his office. He's coming in from leaving Midges. So he's like in the process of a changing. And we meet Roger. 
Roger comes in and we get the impression that Roger is Don's boss, which he is right now. Yeah, they work for, I think, they work for Sterling Cooper. So I think that Roger Sterling... Is one of the owners. He, one of the I mean, owners or no, partners. partners? Partners, yeah. So, okay, part owner. And um, he's um, he's in there talking about how Lucky Strikes is coming into the office that day. And he's like, I, I, I wouldn't ask you if you had anything because I'm not nervous. But uh, basically... If you didn't have anything, you'd be nervous. So, like, are you nervous? <laughs> like, look, I'm not gonna. I he was stressing. They were both stressing about that account. So, like, I... and I get it. Like, imagine, like, literally, they tell you your main marketing tool is no longer available. Your main marketing strategy is no longer available. It's hard to feel bad for them because they're a cigarette company, but like, it's just uh... like. You guys are kind of in a kind of in a hole right now, and like them being the marketing niggas specifically, they're like in charge of that. Like, exactly. Like, how do I get this out to people? And even though it's literally being marketed across the <laughs> world that it's bad for you and you will die. Like, how do I market this? So I do feel for them, even though they are in a very uh, toxic, <laughs> uh, field literally toxic, of, literally toxic <laughs> field of um, with this client, but. Yeah. Um, then they mention they mention the uh, Minkin. So they get a um, he tells them about the Minkin account that is coming in that day as well. So Minkin is a department store, apparently um, like a high end department store over by Tiffany's local owned, um, but they're owned by Jewish people. And let me tell you these these comments. these dudes they get into it. Look, Roger they, said, asked Don, "Have we hired any Jews?" And Don says, "Not on my watch." What? Not on my watch. What? Sir. That Are we crazy. kidding right now? Bro, Hitler was 20 years ago. Are you kidding me? That was... What? <laughs> so, they're obviously Republican. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh, my God. So, and they were, like, basically, like, we're going to get a Jewish person to make her make them feel more comfortable. Which, they okay. literally only wanted a Jewish person to make the client feel comfortable. They so wanted they a token Jewish person. Really? Look, it's fucked up. That's fucked up. They, uh... They just dig into. They just dig the into. The writing is so whole. well, though, because they just like fly out of their mouths like a. It's like, so it's casual. It's so casual, <laughs> and for the characters to be able to like play this part that well, so casually, and offend me to the high highest degree, like his is on amazing. <laughs> like, good job, you made me mad. <laughs> look, look, he's um, like, we gotta go find it. We gotta go find a Jew, per a Jewish person, real quick. And he's like, oh, you wanna just go right down to the deli real quick, then? Like, what, Don? Are you leave. serious? So, um, look, this first episode is doing a lot in telling you who and these characters who these people are. are. Like, like they are laying the the groundwork nicely. So, um, Roger leaves, and Don's like still. You can see the worry on his face, and then he grabs this container, and it says Lieutenant Donald Francis Draper on it, and he opens it up, and it has a purple. Uh, I think it fell out, and he was picking it up. He put the purple heart metal back into this case. And we see so, Don's full name, which is Donald Francis Draper. Lieutenant which, Donald Francis Draper is what was on the box. So, we know Don was in the service. Like, he was in the service, and he got an award for it. So, at this and point... And Purple Heart we, Medals are when you do something courageous, right? Yeah, I think those are, like, top tier. But, like, think about who do we... What do we know about Don Draper at this point? We know that... We know that he has a girlfriend in the city. Um, he works for an ad company. And we don't know how old he is, actually. I don't think it has been stated yet. 
Well, you can assume he's like in his thirties, but like yeah, in his thirties probably. He, we know that he, he was in the army. He was a high-ranking member of the army. Yeah, he was a lieutenant, and he got a Purple Heart medal, and that is uh, presented to service members who have been wounded or killed as a result of enemy action. So he was hurt in the arm in the service. Ah, so purple. Okay, okay. not a what what what's the one that you get for doing a good thing? Ooh, I don't know. But I don't remember. So Purple Heart Purple means, Heart means you were wounded. He got injured, okay. Because he obviously didn't die. Okay. Because here he is. But okay, cool. And we so, also know that he's not not really, I wouldn't describe him as racist, I guess. Maybe like casually, but like not. I don't know. Not on my watch makes me feel a little racist. Anti-Semitic. That's anti-Semitic. Is that, does that not count in that same, like, does that not count? Is, anti, is anti-Semitism a, a branch of racism? He basically said he wouldn't hire them if they were Jewish. And they've definitely said that to black people. True. Maybe they just, like, are, they're like umbrellas. Where does anti <laughs> See, it's such a crazy... The concept. hierarchy of ra- of, of racism is crazy. Is... <laughs> um... But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, he talked to a black guy. I mean, yeah, he, he made maybe just to get some information, but like, he definitely talked to him. And yeah, he was, like, nice. He was nice, yeah. I feel like it's a it's a different kind than he. I'm not saying he wasn't racist because that kind of guy in that in that world definitely is, but like, he doesn't. It's not as much for him as it is for like the other people around him. Like, everybody around him is like, I feel like more. Than he is. So I oh, feel like he's, yeah, I agree with that statement. I could say he's less racist. He's than less the average, racist than the average white guy in these days. Yes, um. but <laughs> he is still probably a net positive for racist. But um, so um, so he's racist. He's definitely anti-Semitic. And then um, he likes to drink, and he likes to smoke. He's a drinker, smoker. Okay, and he's normally you get the impression he's good at his job. But we... Haven't seen him in action yet at this point in time. He's definitely struggling right now, yeah. He's, like, visibly worried. Like, the comment that um, Roger made about, you know, you, you're you Don Draper. Like, I'm sure you have something, um, you know. He has a reputation. He has a reputation of being good at his job. So, after Roger leaves, we learn a man, Sal, comes in. We meet Salvatore we Romano. We meet Sal. I don't know anyone else's full name yet, but I know Salvatore Romano. That's and my boy. So. you guys, the Easter eggs in this scene alone. Look, he's. I don't know out, how to talk about it, but there are Easter eggs. He's in this throwing page, out a okay? lot of pauses. I ain't gonna lie. Um, a okay. lot of pauses. So this, this um, Sal comes in with some artwork, and it's has a picture of a cigarette box, and then a guy, shirtless, topless guy, in a um, hammock, and. He makes a comment of his neighbor posing for it, and that he always looks very relaxed. Um, that was one of our first sentences um, from Sal. And then Don is saying that they need some sex appeal in it, like get a woman in a bikini next to him or something, so he can you know sell sex. That's one of their biggest approaches to marketing. Um, and I feel and like he was already on that when he drew it. I feel like he sex appeal was already on his mind when he drew. I mean, the series. picture was a guy with ripped abs. Like, I mean, you know. He says he always looks very relaxed, meaning he looks at this guy regularly. I mean, it's his neighbor, but also like on his hammock, shirtless, like, and just look by itself. It's you know kind of harmless. All right, whatever, little pause. But it but was how he said it too, though. He def- it was the tone in his voice. Yeah. I'm like, like, oh, does he look very relaxed? Hmm. He always looks very relaxed. Like, okay. All right, bro. Um, a little sassy right there. <laughs> so, 
They are about they're to go all into alcoholics though. Look, he was like, "You want to drink before, after, or both?" Like, like they're, they're literally about to go into this meeting. Like, so should we get a drink he's now? Literally after. got a whole bar in his office. Both like. Oh, <laughs> our robot just um, told us to check our trash. <laughs> he loved that. So and then um, they are talking about the Minkin. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. There, this is when Greta comes in. So Greta comes in. Greta Gunson, the research lady. Oh, yes. And she basically was like, hey, we can't. So we officially can't say anything about health anymore. She like, pulls you up, will get sued. She and pulls like, up this report, though. It's like, the report's basically on some, like, uh, pulls some stuff from Freud, where it's like, people have a death wish kind of mentality that's... Um, apparently as strong as what sex and food and stuff or whatever like we have a we have attraction a, to danger that which what, i mean can be backed up race car drivers roller coasters like it's not a bad look in back then like i think don has like a we noticed he has a thing against psychology he, like he does he not take did it seriously not. he was like all. your little mojo like like he was not a fan of the psychology he was like you're also the person that told us the medical te- the medical testimonials were good so like how am i supposed to believe that shit it was good at that time he was not giving her enough credit like come on don um, no, it's just like she can make any she can make anything say anything with the science type shit i think as he's like you you previously like told us cigarettes were okay like medically okay now they're saying it's not so because like, there wasn't research on it and then they finally did the research on it and that's why it was such a big deal because they had factual sh- everybody was saying it was rumors and stuff but that was the companies themselves yeah. like they had they were able to have research from the the aftermath of people smoking for how long they've been smoking yeah they do they like didn't the- have the medicine and stuff to do that research back then and now they finally did so like they actually came out with like factual shit based on it saying like, if you smoke cigarettes your chances of dying is way more likely true true and he and he just wasn't even trying to hear shit about it he's just he like why clearly did not shit? respect her or he gave her, her no respect bro no respect like he... <laughs> he said that he found her whole approach uh, her whole approach perverse <laughs> bro, he threw he her whole petty. report away in front of her like he took her report said thanks for the- can i keep this thanks for this he said have you shown so, anybody else this she was like no it's your account Drops it straight in the drops it straight in, the in her can. face. He After might as well have spit did on it. All this research. He might as well have spit on it. Do you know how much research she probably did? I had to do research for psychology when I was in school, and that shit was annoying. Imagine how, much, how longer it was well, back then, ad? though. Man. Exactly, I got a computer. I just threw away two months of work. Like that's crazy, bro. And it, yeah, yeah, she's like, she. I think she leaves with some kind of snarkiness. She's like, oh, good luck with the meeting. I hope it probably won't be very long. Yeah, that's what she said. And it ends with a drink. He's like, I'll take that drink now. So. Oh, I have one, one, one more thing I forgot about Sal. He says this. He says, so we're supposed to think people are living one way and thinking the opposite. That's ridiculous. Sir, this is a little too on the nose. This is All a right. little too on the nose. <laughs> and it's really funny because you don't peep it at first. Like, if you just listen to what he's saying... Look, uh, and something about him just, he has a, he has a little... He's really, you know... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's... Just look at him. He's, he's, he's a handsome man. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> he's a handsome man. Pro- honestly, out of, out of the boys, if we are including him in the yeah, boys... Yeah, he's honestly probably top, for real. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's like, um... No, no, it's, it's later on. He's like, some, some, I'm Italian. I'm Italian. Okay, so... 
Next, Don is chilling in his office by himself, and he's staring at the ceiling and sees a fly, and then he starts to drift to sleep, right? Right. Then you hear explosions in the background, which is interesting because we just saw him with the purple heart, right? So you hear explosions in the background while he's, his eyes are closed, and then Peggy comes to wake him up, so, you know, cuts that scene away. So this dude has PTSD, which, I mean, honestly, I feel like every dude back then did because they had to go to war, so, like, it probably isn't, like rare for people like i'm at roger probably has like flashbacks and shit too like every dude but like yeah don specifically like i feel like he got a purple heart bro it wasn't gunshots it was explosions it was it was interesting because yeah you hear like two of them and the sub honestly the subtitles helped me out because that could have been anything but it was an explosion you said explosions continue (laughs) (laughs) good to know good to know what that is okay but peggy comes to wake him because pete campbell's waiting outside and this is the first time don meets peggy this This is is the first time don he wakes her from his explosion dream maybe that maybe there's some maybe there's a symbol in there too yeah i just peeped that i didn't have that in my notes but she wakes him from his and he's like who are you i'm peggy your new your new secretary interesting their their relationship their relationship is very interesting and i'm excited to break into that um but um pete asks uh her to keep um pete occupied for a second and she's like i know it's my first day and all but like do i have to do that he's giving (laughs) off real creep vibes like pete is ugh he also comments on her outfit too. He's yeah, like, I think it's after this. Yeah, yeah. So like, um, um. So he, Pete comes in, and uh, he literally says, "Ready to go sweet talk some retail Jews." <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that was your intro into the room. <laughs> really? I think it came to the room. So with casually. That ready to go. <laughs> so casually. He didn't care who was in the room with him. He didn't care. And then he looks at Peggy and he's like, you always get the new girl. <laughs> like, fuck, I cannot fucking stand this man. Fucking First Pete episode, Campbell. he pisses me off. Uh, and then he asked her if she's Amish. <laughs> she doesn't even look bad. She's just wearing a top. A poor top with the her dress is a little long. It sure, is a little like, long, but no, I like, bet it's no, fine. I, I bet nowhere in the manual did it say wear fucking shorts. It, it said what he said. Would it be a sin to see your legs? And I typed, "Peach is a pig." He said, "If you pull your dress in, you might look more like a woman." What? <laughs> like what? You said this to someone you are literally just meeting. Okay, I no, have. Yeah, he wasn't in the elevator. He wasn't in the elevator. That was first. Oh my god, that's that's crazy. But Don, I want to note that Don actually like I was like, did you leave? He's you, not with it. He said, did you forget to um, mature from your fraternity ways <laughs> or some shit? Right. Like that. Yeah. Like he actually like everyone else when everyone else is just talking that shit. Like it's just like a normal thing people say. But like Don is like the first person that like claps back at some at like yeah. He's like, wait a minute, dude. That was. You're, you're being wild right now like chill out you're, like she he apologizes for his behavior basically and um pete apparently just turned 26 which is crazy yeah they're about to walk to the cigarette meeting and he and like pete's basically just like oh yeah i'm 26 i'm a new executive blah, just blah, turned blah, 26 blah. last month or whatever he was trying to like talk about his accomplishments or whatever and like and then Don's like, look. Listen, dude. He said, I'm How do down. I tell you? <laughs> he tore that nigga down. He tore him down. He said, you'll never run this place. You'll die in that little corner office. Look, middle level exec, balding hair, who women go home with out of pity. 
Why did he he? <gasps> Women go home without a pity. Okay, I'm, we're gonna bring that back in a little bit. Hold up. So, so <laughs> throw that in the foreshadow of all. Look. He rips this nigga because in the no one will like you, and Look, I agree to the fifth degree. You can see Pete's degree. face fall. Like, like he literally like was like smiling and stuff before, and then like slowly just like falls into like a grimace. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say that actor. That, that's a good. Pete's actor. Pete's a good right actor. There. Um, yeah. He, what is his name? I think it's like Vincent something. Vincent Cartizer. Whoa! What? Yeah, that was a craziness. Cartizer. It's a it's a it's a wild name. It might be it might be German. I don't know. Is he German? Peach uh, Vincent Carthizer. I can see that saying Carthizer, but um, correct us if we're wrong. <laughs> Probably wrong. I suck at spelling. Remember what did I say? <laughs> what did you say? The analysis. <laughs> I said something with. I think I was trying to say analyses or something. <laughs> analyses. I think I was trying to say analysis, and I said analyses. So. But, um, <laughs> sorry, back on track. Don walks into the Lincoln meeting, and, um... <sighs> <clears throat> oh, wait, wait, before we go there, I do want to point out that Pete asked Don if he was already sleeping with her, it, talking about her as in Peggy. So, that means that is something of his character. Don just might, would not be the first se secretary he slept with. Yeah, but... Are you already sleeping with her? Hmm. Yeah, I think Joan either mentions like before that um, she's like these men want something between a um, a housewife a, and a and a waiter. Or something she was like, like a mother and a waitress. A mother and a waitress. That's what it was. Yeah, which hits. That's crazy. <sighs> yeah. And then and then later on. Um, so hold up, I'll come back to that. But you uh, never run this place. Perfect. So they go into this meeting. And Don, I guess, is a little late, and he comes in and he tries to shake the hand of the so man. There's a man people. and a woman. Yeah, there's a man and a woman with Roger, and he goes to shake the hand of the man. But Minkin is the one, so the client is the woman. And she was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I just assumed, you know, be a, be a, sorry, like be a guy." Um, and it's so fucking funny because. Don's like, okay, well, who are you? And tries to shake the guy's hand now. And Roger's like, oh, you know, um, blah, blah, blah from our art department. So uh, Don didn't even know <laughs> that this dude worked for them. Like, that was a simple mistake he could have avoided That's if he funny. just knew Roger his fucking just, like, people. He just pulled a random person out from, like, within the depths, and he just, like, oh, he works with us? Oh, my bad, dude. Like, what? <laughs> One of our rising stars here at, uh... On <laughs> Just shows the disconnect from upper management to lower, you know, lower employees. Um, he didn't even know his face. That's Like, uh, what? And the fact that... Let's talk about the fact that he pretty much ignored, like, the woman straight up. We learned this woman's name was Rachel. But he ignored her straight up. Like, he went, went straight, straight to the, to the dude. guy. That was just, like, instinct for him. So it was just... And she so just looked at him like... he was literally taken aback. She looked at him like that wasn't the first time that it yeah. happened to her. Like, She's like, yeah, it's me. Hey, yeah. I'm used to this. <laughs> Over here. Tis me. This is yours. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they basically just found a Jewish guy in their art department to come upstairs. Uh, like, Look, what? I think they were. And I feel like she could kind of tell that, too. Like, he didn't know who this guy was. Like, Oh, right? yeah. 100%. She saw through that. She There's saw no through way. that. He fucked it up. But um, she didn't even mention it because she's just used to this. Like, this would... 
any like nowadays you'd have walked out immediately but like she's just this is just so standard from like everyone she meets in business and she's like okay you know what is just the price you got to pay to get get business around here like that's crazy it's crazy the stand the like status of women in this show. So first wait, episode they cut into uh peggy at the doctor which i guess she went to the doctor on, on her lunch which... she got scared they scared the fuck out of her Oh, okay, okay, that's why. That makes sense. Joan, if Joan told me that story, I would have quit. Just because me, I, I refuse to be sexually assaulted, and I will report to right. us. Yeah, yeah. But just... obviously, this is their life. Like, she got nervous. She's like, actually, you know what? I should probably go with the birth control. Because, uh, this shit's crazy. This is the craziest job I just got myself into. Yeah, I was saying, maybe she was trying to, like, hop on board, maybe? Because, I mean, she, uh, she was, because then... She just wanted we'll to back. In. I, I mean... I feel like that was a smart decision on her part just because of how Joan and everybody was talking about women in this workplace. I'm like, oh, shit. Um, and so, her little off comment about making mistakes and then pointing to Paul. So it's just like, you know, like it's kind of implied that they, they sleep around. around. around yeah. She's just and, like... But the doctor comes in and he sparks up a cigarette in the exam room. Just shows you how flagrant they are with smoking back then. Like, it's crazy. Imagine and the doctor doctors, blowing smoke in your face. What? While he's telling you about your lung cancer. And, um, <laughs> Peggy's there to get birth control. Contraceptive. And, um, he points out that she's not married, that she's not married, but she's looking into birth control. And, um. Yeah, he starts slutching um, her he left literally, right. like, legs on the table, ready to be open to get a check, uh, to get fucking examined. And he's over here slut-shaming her. He literally says, uh, don't want you turning into a strumpet, which is an old-timey, like, slut. I'm like, not gonna lie. That's, what? I kind of want to bring the word strumpet back. That's a word funny word. Back? That's I'm a funny weak. word. Matt, look, like, ho and, like, whatever, those you are all played strumpet. out. strumpet. <laughs> 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 that's such a crazy word. And then he had the nerve to say, I'll take you off this medicine if you abuse it. Excuse what? me, you are not my father. Who Excuse the fuck are you? <laughs> You're going to cut me Excuse off of Excuse me? That. And he said, easy women don't find husbands. What? Even in modern times. The fuck? He had the nerve to say modern. Although, we have the nerve to say a lot of modern shit that's fucked up nowadays, too. I swear to like, God. It honestly hasn't changed that much if you really think about it. He said, easy. You'll never find a husband if you keep dressing like that. I'm I've sure seen that on too many though. Facebook pages. But yeah, anyway, it's, it's a little too common. Honestly, I'm about to have a new segment. Uh, <laughs> what stayed the same? Say <laughs> this aged this aged very well. This aged very well. <laughs> easy women don't find husbands. I swear to God, I just saw that the other day. That's so crazy. Um, but he was like, I'm sure you're not that kind of girl. Um, well, but bro said it's a. It's only 11 bucks a month, so don't think you have to become the town pump to get your money's worth. What? The doctor said that to you in your exam room. Hey. What? You have got to be kidding me. <laughs> and um, like we said, we're going to be doing a money analysis, so um, that hey. is about... They said $11, $11 in 1960 is... Is 113 now. So she was paying $113 for a birth control. A month? A yes. month. That's a lot. Health insurance. Maybe she doesn't have it because she just started. Do they provide health insurance to women? They have to, right? Uh, no. Hold I don't up. know, actually. That is such a crazy statement that I just said. Maybe they don't do health care at all. Or she just had to start. Maybe it was with insurance. You know how you know how they be. Oh, that's true. 
Look, um, so yeah, it was what, like, oh, you said 11 bucks? Or no, yeah. no, it was like 113. 113 in our time. Golly. Golly. Isn't it like 20 bucks now, if anything? I don't pay anything when I go get mine. Okay. Um, but I sure, I'm sure other people do. But 113 is crazy. I, I, I can't see it being more than 20 if you have insurance, but you know, what do I know? Um, but anyway, we hop back to the, uh, meeting with uh minkin so after I- this slut shaming yeah yeah roger's <laughs> idea was after the slut shaming <laughs> so roger's here over here he's like okay you can have some tv ads over blah 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 if you can afford it throws that in there real quick so a little, a little dig to rachel a little dig whatever a little a little jewish Bruh. dig it's, it's it's all good it, ha- it happens i guess i'm just like um, in my head though i'm like you're such a dick because she's paying for your service right now if she can afford you i'm sure she can afford that this is the consultation meeting like this isn't even like she's not even a client you're talking to prospects like that that's what <laughs> it's because she's a woman bro um, so then Don mentions coupons, which she's like, the uh, coupons, the coupons. fuck? She's, she's like, I'm right next door to Tiffany's. Tiffany's he, don't use coupons. What do I look like? Okay, look. And then I think... Uh, they were, And then Don says a comment about your dad would do coupons. And she retaliates by saying, yeah, he probably would. But uh, we had the lowest sales year ever last year. So implying that it was because of his her father. So she's like, yeah, no, I'm not using coupons. She's like, the people and I was going to go to, they say coupons too. I could just stay with them. For real. And Don's like, housewives love coupons. She said, I'm not trying to attract housewives. I'm trying to get the type of clientele where people want to come into my store because it's expensive, like Tiffany's and Chanel. Like, she wants to be up there with them and have Minkins be one I of those friends. Chanel was that old. I guess it is. She mentioned Chanel. I've never uh, Tiffany just Chanel like, lock me up in jail sorry <laughs> I keep thinking of Frank Ocean every time I think of Chanel see both like Chanel <laughs> oh my voice cracked I can't do it <laughs> um but yeah so she wants to be one of those high end brands and, and Don's like you're not that expensive store no one's gonna go to some random expensive store out there when they can go to Tiffany's like bro you're I'm like what but like he's not understanding like this is a client and that's what she wants to portray so make it portray that right Don's getting mad like, he's like he's... literally getting upset with her it's like you can visibly and like physically see him getting upset and um Rachel gives a day she's like I guess Sterling Cooper isn't known for being innovated you're out of line <laughs> you're out of line I will not let a woman speak to me that way what Dawn Oof. what and uh Pete was trying to like save it before he said that and um he was like you guys are this word and that word and then what was the words that he said because um she he was trying to portray that um, she said, I'm not uh, not just another Jewish department store, like trying to get a point across that they want to be upscale and everything. And Pete agrees with her. She was being sarcastic, and he agrees with her. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he does not know how to talk to people. So, he does like, not know how to talk to people. His like, job, I think, is like sales. So I think he brings them in to Don to pitch, right? So like he's like the account okay. executive kind yeah, of kind of guy. and getting it up. Because this is actually Pete's account, and he just put his whole foot in his mouth. Um, but yeah, then Don says that comment of, I'm not going to let a woman talk to me like this. And then he walks out, even though, um, she was already about to leave, bro. She was done with them. Um, yeah, that was, that was, that was a, that was a crazy way to end the meeting. Like like, what? She's pissed. You're pissed. I don't even really understand why you're pissed. Yeah, Pete storms off. Yeah. Pete storms off with Don and he he just. I get it. I'm upset too. Little kiss ass. Yeah. He's just like suck, just totally kissing ass left and right. 
he's he, uh, he says this comment of like I'm not gonna lie I do want your job but like there's room for all of us so <laughs> Pete wants so Pete's an account executive but he wants to be creative is what I'm getting but he's from. not he's not that creative but he's like I'm not that good with people either so like I he wants to be like Don I think is the main thing yeah he looks up to him a lot honestly and he wants to be just like Don when he grows up. <laughs> Kiss ass. Oh, Oops, I dropped sorry. something. Whoops. Um, he said this one offhand comment, I'd follow you into combat. And back to the Purple Heart Lieutenant Don Francis that Draper. Was a, that was a little reference. I, I don't know I if like they that. I don't know if, if in the show they know as of right now. I can't remember either actually. Um, but as of right now, I don't know if he knows that or not, or if that was just like a, a ding for... I don't think he knew that yet. He a ding for like, Dawn in his head, like, damn. Yeah, it's like, hmm. He didn't know what he just said, but that hit. So it's funny, like, Pete tries to, like, like, I guess they, like, make up, but, like, Pete tries to go for the handshake, and Dawn's <laughs> like, eh. what do he say? He's like, eh, no thanks, He don't. said, um, I don't want to wake up pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm assuming. Foreshadow vault. But. Um, Someone woke up pregnant. <laughs> that was just a funny, like, uh, funny shutdown right there. Then like, when he he walks away right. and then Pete mutters, fuck, fuck you, you, under his breath. I think that's the first time, like, I don't hear, look, looking back, I don't think there's a lot of fucks in Mad Men. Like, they I don't, don't say know. That. Do you want a fuck counter? That could be a fuck counter, yeah. So, fuck <laughs> so counter So, Pete was one. the first one to say fuck. First episode, too. Like, damn, Pete Campbell. So, but I mean, honestly, I, I I could see it. Like, damn, you rejected my handshake. That's yeah. crazy. And I just was praising you because I'm a kiss ass. So, um, we, after this, we move on to Joan introducing Peggy to the three ladies in the like system room. I honestly system. don't know what the hell they call it. The nurse center. I think it's like the phone line people. Like the but operating. like, what are they calling? Are they Operators? calling? Cli- they're not calling clients. That's Pete's job. I think like are they listening in on like commercials call- and shit? It could be that, but maybe also when they... I don't, no, 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 they're not listening to commercials because I think someone I mean, later has that job. Makes sense. But they, I think they take in calls and then they forward them to, like, the secretary. Because mm. I think when um, they were mentioning that the secretary left, like, Dawn's old secretary left because she was, like, rude to them. And so they didn't, like, field her calls fast enough and Dawn ended up firing her. Oh, okay. Oh, they got a lot of power back there. I that's guess. why. That's why Joan had Peggy get him like some some flowers and chocolates. And oh, stuff. she was kissing her their asses. Yes. Okay. Yeah, she was like okay. friends with these ladies. These, these ladies, ladies are the ladies that are gonna make sure you do your. Job they could fuck you up. Okay. And we know one. The lady in the middle is actually Kristen Skull. Kristen Shaw. And she's the voice of Louise in Bob's Burgers. She has a lot. She's of in a lot of shit. She's in a lot that's of my shit. favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Louise Belcher, pretty much. Yeah, I love and you that. can hear. And, and look, you can hear it. I heard it. The only, look. The main thing Louise said. I'm just gonna call her Louise. She was like, "You got I'm great." No, her name is Nanette. In oh, this show, her name is Nanette. In this show, her name is Nanette. You're right. Um... She told Peggy, you got great legs, but I bet Don would like to see him. Like, what? Second person to comment on her outfit. Like, leave Peggy alone. Like, damn. It's, <laughs> she didn't realize there was a uniform that skirts had to be above your fucking knees to work here without comments. Goodness gracious. Like, that was that literally the third time? Oh, yeah. She's oh, she's, in, on, she's in BoJack. Fucking Sarah Lynn. She, not, she's not Sarah Lynn, is she for real? She is Sarah she Lynn. She is Sarah Lynn. Oh, my oh, God. It's been so long Sarah since Lynn? BoJack. Ugh. Sarah Lynn? Sarah Lynn, yeah. No. 
let me stop. Sarah stop. Lynn Louise. It's That's it. a different pod. Um, <laughs> different pod, um, But yes. yeah, no. They mentioned her legs again. And, uh. um, so then we come to the Lucky Strike meeting, which honestly I think is like the climax of this whole episode. Literally. Like, this is that... This, this, is, is, the, this is the make or break moment for Don Draper. This is the meeting that they that he's been dreading like the entire episode. He's been preparing for it. He's been like... Literally, when we panned to him in the first episode, I mean, in the first scene, he's scribbling on a piece of paper trying to get his thoughts together for this meeting. Literally. So, it starts off, we meet the clients. These are some more clients. I'm Sorry. I'm trying, trying to keep track of the characters, so... The, this client is Lee Garner and his son, Lee Garner Jr. Ew. Gross. But, um, Lee Garner. Garner? Garner. Garner Jr. So okay. they are Lucky Strike. Family business, whatever. Um, cigarette company. I think it's one of the, like, I think it's the biggest cigarette. I know they have competitors, but I think they're, like, one of the top dogs. Like, top three. Yeah, he mentioned they're, like, one of the, like, the top six or seven or something. But they also, I think Lucky Strike is one of their biggest customers, it too. It is definitely That's one why of Don was stressing ones. so much about this, because if they walk... He didn't like, want to screw the pooch with this one. Yeah, like, they could actually, like, fuck, their fuck the company up. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so... The pressure's up. So, um... I thought it was so funny during this conversation that they were having. They kept calling medical research rumors. Yeah, they were really, like, slow on the uptake. It's kind of like, this kind of age well was like, anything science comes out with, people are just like, it's just science, it's nothing. They can fudge the numbers. But you can also learn from these actual numbers that they have. Uh, um, yeah, they're like, okay, no, cigarettes, like, actually kill you. They, they do cause cancer. That's a fact. Like, we, and, you can fact check me, but you're not going to believe the fact check. Anyway. And they're having a hard time coming to terms with this fact. Yeah. They just are like, oh, yeah, no, manipulation of the mass media, whatever. And That's Don is stumbling, is stumbling and fumbling the bag. Like, Roger. They're like, we can't advertise anymore that cigarettes are safe. But here's Don with the idea, and Don is just... And John, Don's, like, flipping through his, like, little hey. folder. <laughs> and, like, is, like, literally kind of stuttering a little bit. Uh, like, yeah. he's stumbling over his words. He's tongue-tied. Second-hand like, embarrassment. Li- yeah, that was a really big second-hand embarrassment. I cringed right a little bit, like, like oh, oh this, is a, this is a bad meeting. <laughs> this, isn't go- this isn't going well. They were, like, all waiting, literally, like, awkward silence. And then Pete's like, I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> so Pete's idea, he brings up this brand new revolutionary idea about <laughs> Freud's death wish. So he's like, cars are dangerous, but you got to get where you're going, right? <laughs> like, and I'm mad he tried to say you get where you're going, it's cigarettes. Like said, That doesn't relate. Be a man and smoke. Be a man and smoke. The world's smoke. dangerous, but you got to get where you're going. Which, honestly, to be all the way real, is not as bad as they made it sound. Lee Garner was just like, that's fucking crazy. What do you mean? We t- and now like, I thought it sounded bad. Look, We he, gotta get where we're going. That doesn't make any sense to cigarettes. He should have said something else. It, like, I... He, he, the concept was bad. The concept... No, the, 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 no, no I no. think the structuring of, the, of how he said it was yeah, bad. Yeah, the yeah. concept is not bad. Like, everything's dangerous. You might as well yeah, live yeah, your life. Yeah, like... You know, you, niggas die like twenty times more in cars than planes, but like way more niggas are scared to take a plane than a car. Like exactly. it just you gotta get where you're going, it's whatever. But <laughs> dude, Lee Garner had the nerve to be like, I don't I don't kill people, I sell cigarettes. Like <laughs> I don't kill offended. people, I'm not selling guns. 
Yeah, yeah, literally. He's like, I'm not selling it. I'm like, bro, cigarettes kill way more than guns do, but all right, keep talking your shit, bro. That's his, that's his business, so I guess. So, yeah, he's he's basically not a fan. He's like, what, you're saying you, you know, you're going to die anyway, so die with us? That's insane. He Insanity. hates the idea. So and then, then the son says to... something. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Lee Garner Jr. says something that, like, sparks Donna. He's like, well, if we're having this issue, everyone else must be, right? At least everyone else is. This sparks Dawn to pipe up. And he's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Can I say something real quick? Real quick. And then Roger's like, I don't know, can you? <laughs> Roger's throwing shade a little bit. His <laughs> boy. He kind of left us hanging there for a second. And then he starts asking them, how do you make your cigarettes? And uh, Lee Jr. was like, I don't know. His dad says, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, look, so Dawn's idea. This one is, I feel like this ad is one of my favorite ads. That's the... Our title comes from this ad, but essentially, he Don Don's point of view is that any ad that brings up cigs is gonna make people think of cancer. So no one, not just Lucky Strike, but no one can say anything about cigs being healthy. And I think that's been the push for the past, for the past uh, couple like weeks, months, years. Like they've been kind of focusing on this because this isn't like a sudden thing. Like they've been talking about this for a while, but. Now officially, they can't. No one can say anything linking cigarettes to good health, right? But then Don's like, "This is free territory. You can say whatever you want. Like he's literally, like, you can say whatever you want. This is the best like invention since like cereal or something. Like you can <laughs> literally say whatever and just to distract people from what's going on. So he's like, list how you make it, and yeah, they start listing things, and then um, he say we toast it. He said there. <laughs> it's toasted. That's it. <laughs> like two words. And then they're looking confused. They're like, what the fuck are you Arthur's talking like, about? Arthur's like, I don't get it. So, Don explained. He's like, happiness is that new car smell. Happiness is the reassurance that you're doing okay. So he's literally like, you're... We're not, we're not going to fight this, but we are going to reassure them that what you're doing right now is fine. It's okay. It's all, you're happy right now. You're focused in the moment. Don't worry about the fact in the future that these cigarettes are probably going to give you lung cancer. Don't, don't worry about that. Worry about the here, the now, and the happiness from that, from that cig that you know and love. Because remember the dude at the beginning was like, he, I think it's he going to smoke. to the day I die. Yeah, he's going he gonna to smoke to the day he dies. He's like, cigarettes got him. So like, you don't yeah. need to. Don asked him if, what happens if, uh, 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 what do you say, an old gold weevil Some came and eat comes. it all? He's like, that's a sad day. <laughs> he said, that's a sad day, but I'd find something. So you're going to be smoking regardless. Yeah, these niggas smoking, like they're addicted. Like they're, nicotine's the most addictive thing in, like to, to humankind. Literally. Like, and um, when he's in the bar in the beginning and it pans, literally everyone is smoking. In the, like, literally everyone has a cigarette. Yeah, like, you're so not going like, to be able to tell Happy's people, like, not they're still going to smoke their cigarettes. Now I'm just going to feel bad about it. You as the ad, you as the cigarette company. How do you make them feel good about it? Literally. It's toasted. That's it's all toasted. That's all everyone else's tobacco is poison. Lucky strikes are toasted. Honestly, it took me a couple listen. I, I watched the pilot of... A couple times, it took me maybe like two or three to really get what that ad was. I was just like, oh, I guess they like it. But like now... No, it's levels to it. It makes sense. I was like, okay, this is actually... I really like this ad right here. It's just real... It's it's not, it's simple. I love the simplicity of it. It's toasted. And we're toasted. And we're toasted. <laughs> and Lee Garner just has the biggest smile on his face when he's like, I get it. And then the dad sits down. He's like, it's toasted. 
As the day, he's like, it's toasted. He got it. So Don got the account, y'all. He got it. Don won that one. Good job. Good job for Don. He got it. That was a great ad. There, uh, Don and Roger, they're celebrating later it on. Out, man. And Roger asked Don about presidential election for Nixon. So this is So this also lets us know that they're Republican. Yes. Because they're up against Kennedy. Definitely Republican. And definitely, yeah, I forgot that Kennedy got elected in sixty, so Already, we know they're going to lose, but... You know, that's fine. We'll see how they get there. <laughs> um, but um, Don, obviously, uh, he doesn't want to do it. He's just like, nah, I'm good, bro. Yeah. Um, then the ad boys come in, and they're like, hey, he did it. Yeah, uh, Campbell's over here brought him in. It was incredible. Oh, God, I should have brought popcorn. It, it, yeah, pizza kid says, and kissing. he was like, I told the guys how great you were. I'm still tingling. <laughs> <laughs> Such a oh, kiss-ass. So Roger's like, all right, I'm on the bounce because these ad boys are nauseating. But (laughs) Don, I need you to like go fix that shit with Rachel because you kind of had her fucked up. And And it's a three million dollar account. Money that three million dollars. Money analysis. Back then in 1960 was thirty point nine million dollars today. So Don, you you better that number for one account. It's worth thirty million dollar account. Million dollars. It makes sense because it's an expensive, it's an expensive department store. Yeah, in New they York were City. they were they were being assholes though. Acting like it wasn't an expensive one. When this account's thirty mil, y'all playing, y'all playing. Go get that money, Don. You're yeah. Be for, like I cannot believe they talked to her like they did for how much this account's worth. Three mil back then. Don forgot himself for a second. He it was, did. I want to give him. I'm, I don't want to, but I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he was really like stressed out and pressured from this shit. And I think he mentioned that later on. He did. Like, yeah, I. Sorry about that, but, um, yeah, I, I don't want to like stick up for Don because he's a terrible he was person. An ass. But, um, but yeah, so they're all congratulating him, and then um, they try to get him to come back out to the batch party, and then he says next time. <laughs> <laughs> they catch that. Bro, he says next time. <laughs> all right. Because he mentioned something about their uh, marriage, too. He's like, oh, yeah, Trudy's going to be a happy woman. Lucky woman, isn't she? After they leave, after they were leaving Peggy. So he's, like, subtly digging on their marriage already. Just... I'm dead. Don's getting with the subs, Don's dude. It's funny, crazy. Man. So he confronts Pete before he leaves. Like, everyone's out. He catches Pete and he's like, hey, I know about that report. That like, literally, it was the fucking... report in his trash can that he took. Look, and then... <laughs> This was, <laughs> this one aged really bad. He's like, it's not like there's some machine that magically makes copies of things. <laughs> like, I'm dead. I thought, they, I thought he was being sarcastic. They weren't of an entity yet, were they? He li- yeah, he literally talking about a copier. That's hilarious. Just, I thought he was being sarcastic. He's I'm dead, dead. There's no, It's not like there's some magic copier out there. No, you stole That's this. That's hilarious. Whoever wrote that one was like, <laughs> they wrote it and then they said, <laughs> Same nigga that wrote the typewriter thing. Like, oh, you this Bro. technology is <laughs> top of mind. Good job. That was a good one right there. Um, so um, Peggy comes in to congratulate him, and um, he states that fear stimulates my imagination. And I just thought that was a very important. I feel like we're going to see that later on. Okay. So he just said fear stimulates my imagination. He's got to be put like into a wall that. to perform. Yeah. Yes. Which is kind of, I mean, you perform excellent whenever you do it, but like maybe you have your shit together. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Is yeah, it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, maybe um, don't make them sweat their balls off. Why does Peggy come on to Don? Because Joan made it seem in her brain that that's what she was supposed to do. So Peggy puts her 
hand on Don's hand and just kind of like gives him those like fuck me eyes and <laughs> Don moves his hands away and he's like I'm Girl. your boss not your boyfriend <laughs> and then he reprimands her because um she was the one who let Pete in and she was like I'm sorry he said he left his phone um but he was like do not ever let Pete in my office again <laughs> he had her hurt that was also kind of a cringy moment cause yeah that was, that was awkward that was a hell of a rejection right there look he looked at her type of way Picked up, like, picked up her hand off his hand and then was like, yeah, I'm don't, your boss. Yeah, don't do that shit again. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Not interested, dude. But, <laughs> and then but, she, yeah. like, she's like, like, and almost in tears and she's like, I hope you don't think I'm that kind of girl. I think the doctor kind of got in her head a little bit. I don't know. I, I feel like the doctor and Joan, I really think Joan blasted her with a bunch of information about her sexuality in this office. That yeah. it was an overload, and I think that prompted her to go to the doctors. I think Peggy kind of had. I don't think Peggy's had like a lot. I don't know if she's a virgin in this episode, but like she I want to say maybe. I'm gonna say she she's like has a seventy five percent chance of being a virgin. She's like I would like not prudish, but like you can kind of tell that like she's not used to like male attention like that. I feel like yeah, like, or, this is crazy. <laughs> It's, like, I'm sure it's offensive as hell, but, I mean... Maybe. It also could be kind of flattering, though, yeah. to someone who doesn't get attention. Even though it's bad attention, she might still be flattered by it. Yeah, and I wonder, like, something about Don. Maybe it was because, like, he stuck up for her. She felt yeah, like Yeah, she had... felt like, oh, my hero. Or maybe it was, like, a <laughs> transactional thing. Like, she just thought that's how the way things are, are around here. I don't, this I don't is how know. Joan was talking about the workplace. But Don her. put her right back in her place. Yeah, he was like, absolutely not. Negative. I already like <laughs> he said I'm good, dude. I'm That's hilarious. My roster's filled up. Um, so we go to the guys at the bachelor party and um they're all around the table getting drinks. I think they're at a strip show. Look, who's who's all at the, who's all at this strip club? It's the ad boys. And the strumpets. And the strumpets. Strumpet. He said I'm bringing the word back. <laughs> He said, I'm bringing it back. There's smoke everywhere. In everywhere. Smoke. You can barely see, I feel like. It's disgusting. I, I wonder how they did it, like, uh, in production to make sure that it was smoky, but I could still see through the wood type smel- shit. I bet it smells like ashtrays and fucking, like, breath in that whole place. It's just... Ugh. Don't forget booty. Um, <laughs> Sweat and booty. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they're all on the table, and they're, like, just having, like, con- con- like casual conversation and then pete asks if sal has a girlfriend and he says come on i'm italian <laughs> okay do you have a girlfriend yes or no you didn't really answer the question didn't really answer I, you um, weirdly aren't saying yes or no to this i feel like it's a pretty um, simple question yeah yes no like i'm italian i don't get it didn't know that was an answer um and then i can see joey tribbiani saying some shit like that how you doing hey look sal could pull off a how you doing all right i just uh yeah he could pull he could pull it off in fact i no never mind never mind i thought he he actually looks like a guy from friends joey's little uh stunt double or whatever but i'm dead that's enough um some ladies come over to the table and they're like, is there a party going on up here? <laughs> yeah. And um, they're like, yeah, it's his bachelor party. And they come and sit with him and everything. And Pete's all up on this one girl. 
and she is visibly uncomfortable. Like, dude. Another cringy moment. Like, like she, what are you doing? Like, he kept, like, he, uh, she said something about liking to laugh, and he, like, touched her thought, like, her knee, and, like, she giggled. And he was like, I thought she liked to laugh. And then he moves his hands up a little bit more, and then she's like, stop. And then he does it again. She's like, okay, stop. Like, for real. And then he was like, what? Um, she said, stop. Bro, chill out. Pete, like, you're giving real rapey vibes. Real like, creep vibes. What? Like, dude. What? Leave her alone, man. And First ep? Yeah. And then she <laughs> like, has to, like, get up She awkwardly. literally um, is like, girls, I think we should leave. And he's like, I'll be good. Excuse me? <laughs> oh, that's weird. So cringy. But she, she still gets up and moves away from him and goes sits by. I think, uh, I think, uh, uh, Ken. Ken, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just an awkward encounter. Pete's just a, like, he's, like, you can, like, the insecurity is, like, coming off of him. At the insecurity is boiling over, and it's like, gonna screw him over. He does this thing where I think he he wants to be, like, done, but he doesn't have the charisma of it. So he, he does like, not, stumbles. He's not a people person. He's... <laughs> Which I feel like an account executive should be. But... Exactly why he will never have the job he wants. Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, Don, I guess Don's kind of a people person too. But he like... isn't, but he can play it, and he plays it pretty well. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can he... fake it till he makes it, and he's made it. So he just has to keep faking it. He wouldn't have been able to pull off. It's toasted. Pete could not pull, could not pull off. <laughs> he it's tried to pull off. We're dangerous. <laughs> like, it didn't work for you him. Crash your car. It's all good anyway, right? You, like, it did not work for chill him. Chill out. Um, but I just drove home the point that Pete is unlikable. Yeah, we're not supposed to like Pete. And Don even called it like, like no, no, no one likes this guy. It's because no one likes Except Pete. for the ad boys. I think the, the ad, ad boys. boys like him. I don't know why. I can't really pinpoint in this episode why they like him. Maybe they like him. Maybe he's the top ad boy. Or maybe it's just like a, they like them as much as they like a person. Like they're all just kind of like sociopaths or whatever. And they I just... feel like the three like each other more than they like Pete, though. You think they just they have their own little clique? Yeah. I do. I can see it. Yeah, they got a they got a I can't thing tell. On. Yeah, I can't tell if Pete's a step above them or a step below them. I can't wait to see kind of a bit more of what their dynamic is within the group because I can tell this is like a. This is like the, not trio, I guess kind of the trio. It is kind of the trio. The trio and Pete. I want to see how they they develop. So we cut to Dawn uh, meeting up with Rachel at a nice fancy restaurant. Yeah, Um, they got some drinks on the table, of course. I noticed she got a pina colada. (laughs) He said, is that a pina colada? (laughs) (laughs) Look, she had the pineapple and she had the little uh, umbrella umbrella on it. I was like, oh, oh, Rachel knows what's up. All right, okay. And, um, so Don's like, I'm sorry for losing my temper. You know, different account, under a lot of pressure, whatever. So sorry, coming to kiss her ass. And then, a lot of ass kissing. A lot of ass kissing. But Rachel kind of like she kind of takes it in stride. She's like, you know what? I actually, it was it was refreshing to hear what I assumed other people thought about me. Like, yeah, you said some fucked up shit, but I already kind of feel like people think that already. So like, it was she, nice to yeah. know I'm not crazy that people actually think. And she's like, it's interesting hearing the things I always thought people were thinking. I like how she said it too. Yeah, I, I, li- I really like, like Rachel. She, I like Rachel. She's like, she's a direct person. Like mm-hmm. she can see through people. And she's she, a woman, and she knows it, and she doesn't give a fuck what you have to exactly. say. Exactly. Like she's, of that. she's not, she's not putting up with any bullshit right now. Like I, I really like Rachel. Like she knows what she wants, and she gets what she wants, kind of a thing. Like. And um, Don asked Rachel why she isn't married. 
And um, it basically implied that, like, wouldn't you rather, you know, be there than here working? And um, it's crazy because he's basically saying, like, why, why aren't you a wife doing housewife duties? Why are you in the man's world? Yeah, like, in this world, it's, like, women's highest aspiration is to be a housewife. And That's, like, like what? what every woman should want to be. So he's, like, why don't you want to be that? You don't really seem like you're into that and she's just like yeah it's not it's a double standard like if i was a dude you wouldn't be you wouldn't even be asking me this question like exactly and she was like in truth i've never been in love which is you know accurate don't get married if you're not in love um truth don found that funny though he's like yeah look we don't people like me invented up invented love to sell nylons like he's like i don't believe in love it's bullshit he said the reason you haven't felt in it is because it doesn't exist. We get into kind of a peek into Don's, into how Don... We get a peek into Don's character based on how he views the world. Because to him, he's like, you know, the world just throws a bunch of rules on you, but you're born you born alone, you're dying alone. I'll never forget that, so I live life like there's no tomorrow. He has kind of a... He, he has this lifestyle where it's focused on his pleasure at all times. Like, he has a, he has a want, he, he, fulfill, he fulfills that want. And he doesn't care about, like, society rules. He doesn't care about what's expected, his expectations. Like, he gets what he wants. And it's just crazy. He has this ideology about love, and he's married. Well, we haven't find that out yet, but yeah. Uh, I think we do next episode. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, <laughs> no, Sam? <laughs> no, it's all good. He is he is married, though. Like, that's a... Which is, which is the fucked up twist at the end. But, yeah, he's... The way he views women and the way he views like love and relationships is really, really fucked up. He doesn't seem like he gives a shit about any of his obligations. Um, <clears throat> and then Rachel kind of sees through that a little bit, where she's like, "Yeah, I know what it's like to be disconnected, and I feel like you kind of feel the same way. Where like you don't, you kind of feel out of place with the world, and so like they." Rachel and Don kind of have a little connection going. Like, I think Don kind of has a... He kind of changes his mind a little bit. Like, you can see he kind of looks at Rachel a little different for being He's able like, to hmm. peer through. You're, you're a special female. <laughs> <laughs> see, I oh bet the whole God. Jewish thing just flew right out of his mind for him, too. It's like, dang, I almost forgot. Um, yeah, Rachel, before she says that, she states that I didn't realize it must be hard to be a man, too. Yeah, yeah, like they have a they have a connection with each other from from that from that conversation. So the the end of the dinner, Rachel's you know gonna come back in on Monday. You got me. You and can tell Don, your bosses are good. One built accounts. Um, Don did it, yeah. And then we ended. Oh wait a minute, we have one more scene with Pete. And this one, I think the first time I, I seen this, bad. I was shook. So Pete is drunk as hell. He's, you know, defeated from his embarrassing rejection. rejection. <laughs> he knocks on someone's door and this this random lady we haven't seen and he's asking for Peggy. And I'm then like, Oh shit Peggy's roommate, Peggy pops up and he's oh, Pete's trying to First Pete's off, how does Peggy's? he know, how does he know where Peggy lives? Because he's a creep and he probably looked up her address <laughs> in the fucking file on at the office. Probably. What a fucking creep. But like, listen He's even creepier though, because if you really think about it, he had to do that before the batch party. Exactly, like you. you There's uh, no way he went back to the office just to figure out where she lived. Maybe right? it's a phone book. Maybe it's like a phone oh, book. Oh, they do have that shit, don't? That's creepy as hell. You telling me my address is just everywhere? The white pages. And the yeah, white pages. They had. Look, oh my god, I'm showing my age right now. 
Maybe they had just had phone numbers. I don't know if I they had the whole addresses, numbers. but I thought phone numbers was enough. Damn. Look, information age, it's not super hard to get someone's address, but like back then, like Yeah, no, today's to, age is everywhere. You gotta do some digging. He he dug. He dug. <laughs> what a creep. So creep. He, he's just like, Yeah. For the first he says something, he's like, For the first time today I'm not selling anything. He's like, I just want you. Which no, he said that to the roommate, Marjorie. Today, I'm, she's like, we're not buying nothing. He's like, oh, today, I'm not selling nothing. Uh, okay, you're right. But we still see, like... We he get says to, see to a, Peggy that he wanted to see her. We see a certain side to Pete. Like, this is a different Pete that we've seen. This is, like, Pete without the insecure bravado that he's trying to put up. Like, he's finally, he's, like, putting it all down. He's putting his disguise down, and he's, like... I feel like he's actually genuine in the scene. Yeah. Which is fucked up because you're supposed to be getting married on Sunday but you know um, you forget this guy's supposed to be getting married like what like okay sidebar you should not be able to not know that someone's in a relationship by their actions like it should be like clear and this man is like the far opposite of what he's supposed to be doing he got rejected by look he hit on two three girls what like just today um but yeah so plus hold on can we talk about the fact that their wedding is gonna be on a sunday dude i don't know if that's like normal or, that or, i don't know i know saturday weddings are popping but like sunday i know people friday do. weddings are a thing too yeah. i know thursday weddings maybe but like a sunday wedding like i feel like i have heard sunday weddings before not really? yeah i think I'm, i have. i feel like a sunday wedding you should have like brunch yeah <laughs> Like, that would actually be pretty That'd nice. That would be pretty dope if you had brunch at your wedding. For yeah, Sunday like a Sunday evening. brunch wedding. Yeah, that's, that would be pretty dope. That's cute. You just have, like, a bunch of wine and, look, <laughs> I'm over here planning weddings. It looks so... I'm dead. Ours is done, hon. Cut it out. It's over with. Planning mode over. Okay, so... <laughs> but, um, Peggy actually takes this man inside. So, why do you think Peggy decided to say yes? Because Don rejected her in the office, and I think that hit her ego. And... Because he's a bad boy in her mind. He's an asshole and he has a power position. I knew. And he's kind of cute. You know? Like. Is he? No, not to me, but to her. <laughs> um, he's kind of cute or whatever. You know? And like that asshole vibe is attractive to some women. It really is. Like, okay. It's just, uh, it's annoying. Did you feel it was like a, like, someone wants me today kind of yeah. thing? Like, Don didn't want her, but Pete wants me. Because, I mean, she did go out to get birth control, so I think she had planned for not to fuck Pete necessarily, but, like, she is, to, like... To get some. She's like, okay, I'm a big girl in the big city. Let me go ahead and be a big girl and, you know, be prepared for sex, right? But so which, on the BC. That's what kind of makes me feel like she's not super... She wasn't super active with sex before yeah. the show. Or, or before the show started. I don't think she's a virgin, though. I'm gonna say that. Yeah, maybe like a super awkward like, high school prom coupling. Okay. Yeah, um, but uh, so yeah, she invites him in, um, and yeah, they uh, definitely they think it was bone. the appeal of being wanted for Peggy, and then also uh, Pete being rejected at the bar. Two rejected people just finding finding comfort with each other. Exactly. Mm, that I like that. That makes sense. I like that. So, um, we panned to Don on the train, right? Yeah. I'm assuming he's on, he's on his way home in this time. And, um, he gets out of a car and enters a home. And he goes up the stairs and we meet Betty. Betty the wife. Oh Betty the wife. 
Let me tell Betty you Betty full of life. Betty. <laughs> <laughs> Betty as a character, she's polarizing to oh. the to the fandom, but I gotta say, I am a Betty fan through he and through. He is a through. Betty fan. I, I will stick up. That. I will stick up for Betty time and time again. I will, <laughs> I will have so much sympathy for Betty. That's that's my nigga right there. She, yeah, I can't wait to dive into her character as we go along. She might be one of my favorites out of this whole entire show. Yeah. I love Betty so much, and it's not just because January Jones is fire but chef's kiss chef's kiss husband. january jones listen, <laughs> listen oh my god but yeah he gives her a kiss and she says I, I thought you were staying in the city so this man has a house in the city or do, i mean a place in the city or does he just go, get, get a hotel in the city all the time yeah i, I imagine a hotel because he stayed with midge yeah but episode. she don't know that where does she think he's exactly staying? yeah so either does he have a different hole every time he stay in the city I don't no. think, it, I actually don't think it would be too outlandish for a dude like him to just, like, bounce from hotel to hotel. Right. I don't think that's, especially, for, like, Don seems to be, for all, like, perp, like, he seems to be rich. And yeah, he's definitely rich. Maybe not wealthy. I think Sterling's wealthy. Yeah, yeah, But yes. I think Don's rich. Don's rich. He makes a lot of money, and he, I bet the company even expenses some of those hotels, too, because That's true. They probably help with that. That's so probably true. He can, um, he can either get an expense with the company or he can f- just, fuck with Midge. Yeah. Stay over. So, um, I thought it was interesting, though, because she was talking about how she saved him a plate, but she thought he was staying in the city, so why'd she save him a plate? I don't know. It bothered I, me. Imagine how much food she throws away when he's like, oh, well. He's he not coming home he today. Pop up tonight. <laughs> Maybe that's reads into her character, like, just in case type shit. Yeah, she's and like I'm always just doing a, it for him just in case. Yeah, as a good housewife. <gasps> housewife duty, and she's like, I'm gonna make him. I'm gonna make a meal for my man, whether he's here or not. I'm gonna in the in the microwave if he come if he if he still if it's still there tomorrow, throw it out, do it again. Yeah. So then Don goes upstairs into a bedroom, and we find out this man has children. Ooh. Shit. Two kids, one girl, one boy. So this man has a whole life outside whole of this office that we've been seeing. Right? We see that Don is really good at compartmentalizing his life. He has because what I his family I... life over here, his work life over here, his uh, <laughs> his side chick shit over here. Like he has his life kind of sectioned. The out the gold well. medal over here like it's crazy the ptsd is in this corner (laughs) how many rooms does this man have dude he's i don't want to say he's got his life together but he's definitely i um, would say the fact that he has to compartmentalize as much as he is his shit is not together um but yeah not at all he has kids and the scene ends with him rubbing their heads and betty looking at him from the bedroom like door frame and pans outside, and the episode's over. So we find out that Don's a piece of shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> what? How can we just go over everything we just said and then find out you have a wife and kids at home? He's talking all that shit about how love isn't real. And what? And you got a wife at home? And he's got a side chick named Midge. You got and... a baddie at home like this who saved you a plate of food unsure you're coming home tonight? It's so, like, Betty is, like, so... What are you doing with Midge? This chick Midge over here is just... Did you see her? I'm saying she's a baddie. Listen, Betty. Listen. Betty baddie, okay? It just makes sense. So, Betty's a baddie. Um, Don's a piece of shit. And that's the end of the episode. That's and that the was a good-ass pilot. 
that was uh, a great pilot. We got a lot of insight into a, what all these characters are. Like we are, like I feel like I already know who Pete Campbell is, or from this one episode. <clears throat> not really Don Draper, but like the the Ad Boys. I get a sense of their characters. Salvatore. Sal is definitely in the closet. That's like, like, listen, he gave us too many hints. No, he gave like every, almost everything this guy said was in the closet. <laughs> like what? I think all of his little phrases are actually. It'd be uh, one thing if it was just one, like even two. All right, bet this man, this man had like six pauses this episode. Every time he spoke up, nah, bro, he, he's me? in the closet. Plus, he just he has he has, yeah, yeah, he's got it. He's, He's in the closet. It. It's fine. He's, so, um, so okay. Um, I got some trivia about this sh- about this episode. This specifically the pilot. So, when Pete is on the phone with Trudy and he he picks up a picture of her to kind of look at while he's talking to her or whatever. Um, that's true. So Trudy, the character, actually wasn't cast yet. As we'll see in the ne- I think in the next episode we'll see who she's we'll see who plays Trudy and. Don't get me started, but um, the late Ooh. the person in the picture is actually the creator Matthew Weiner's mom. Aww. <clears throat> Inter- interesting. That was an interesting little fact. I just thought that was sweet. Um, and this is this is trivia about the show. Um, apparently, most of the scenes in the show are first takes. Damn, they're good actors. Like they just get into the mo- like. I think the. Matthew Weiner, the way he directs, he's like, I want, I want as natural as possible. Like, they don't really do a lot of like retakes. Uh, That's like it, really impressive because that was a hit pilot, right? There. That was, and like most of that was first takes. Like those, it's all just natural. They all know their lines. Like, like what? I, really I like thought that, that was I a quick day it. at the office for the actors. I know, right? Um, another fact: John Slattery, who plays Roger. He auditioned to be Don. He did. That would have been so different. It would have been a lot different. Uh, not that I'm sure that John Slattery could have pulled it off, but uh, yeah, he definitely seems a little bit on the older side for Don Draper. I don't know. Like, I think he's supposed to be in his 30s, 40s, maybe. But like, yeah, no, Rogers in like his. Don't get me wrong. He looks great for his age. Like, he look, yeah, he looks great. But like, yeah, no, nah, he's. It, it, I'm glad it worked out. Um, another fact, I got a couple facts here. Don's um, the in the scene with the lucky with the lucky strike pitch, and Don's over here like stumbling and you know tripping over his words and getting tongue tied. That was actually one of John Hamm's auditions to play Don. He had to audition that scene. So it's interesting they had him. They wanted him to look as vulnerable as possible. I think this is like one of the most vulnerable times we see Don like throughout the show. So it's interesting that they wanted one of those vulnerable moments to be his audition to see if he yeah. could pull it off. If you can pull this off, you can pull this shit off. Yeah, that was because you can see that Don is uncomfortable. Ooh, it's palpable. It's <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> Peggy had a wig in this episode. Ah, uh, that's why I look like that. <laughs> Um, I think she, uh, and later on in the episode, she just decides to, like, it's, it becomes her natural hair. Like, she just does a bob by herself, but, like, this first episode was a wig. That's hilarious. Um, another audition, what could have been, um, January Jones, who plays Betty, 
audition for Peggy. No, she fucking didn't. <laughs> Get out of here. Why are you lying to me? Yo, she knew better that that was not the role for her. I'm she needed the baddie position. I'm not going to lie to you. Betty would have... January but they would have to rewrite the off. script because everybody's going to try to get her. Acted her ass off, would you look. Oh my goodness. I would have liked to see it. And I'm thinking like of their relationship, it would have been nice to see. It would have been different though. They it would have been a, a different script though. Yeah, John, I feel like John Hamm and, uh, uh, what the fuck, I just started in January. I feel like they have really good chemistry on scene. Like they got good chemistry. So I feel like it would be really interesting to see like her as Peggy throughout the whole show. Maybe if I didn't know who they casted for Peggy, I wouldn't be so against the idea. Yeah, no, but they're just so different. <laughs> they're yeah, they're in the nicest way. Yeah, different. <laughs> they're so different. Um, this another fact. This is the only episode in the entire show that was shot in New York. Really? Every other episode was shot in L.A. Wow. Which funny? Um, yeah, I think it's just like L.A. just happens to have like. They have sets and shit. Yeah, like, most people, they just decide to fucking shoot in L.A. They're just like, fuck it. It's here. Yeah. Why travel when I can recreate it? That's really nice. That the authenticity. Uh, what? Authenticity? authenticity? <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're going to have a Brianna fumble moment, like, or something, because <laughs> it's impossible for me to do this without fumbling my words. And the analyzing. <laughs> analyzing my words? Oh, my goodness. Um, oh. They did a lot of shots of the buildings. Like, they didn't do a lot of shots of the ground because they didn't want to capture any modern cars on camera on accident. Smart. Which, New York, a lot of cars, makes sense. That but makes sense. LA, I can see they just go, like, everyone get out. Everyone get a get bunch out. Of, get a bunch of 1960 Cadillacs or something. Um, two more. So, this show actually... So, Matthew Weiner worked for... My voice cracked, goodness. Matthew <laughs> Weiner uh, was a big writer on The Sopranos, which is another really good show um and so Matthew Weiner worked with HBO a lot and mm. he actually pitched this show to HBO Mad Men and HBO rejected it oh so then AMC took it and then here we are however I am I am so curious to see how an HBO version oh of Mad Men oh my goodness they ain't scared to show no ass to listen listen AM, not that AMC can't get a little because like Walking Dead had it you know pretty pretty gory pretty uh, yeah that's true but, but HBO don't play wasn't Game of Thrones on HBO oh yeah so exactly HBO mm-hmm. would have had they'd have been cussing oh god so many fucks it would have been it would have been interesting so many fucks so many so many literal fucks like <laughs> there would have been t- yeah yeah side note I peeped in the scene with Midge in the beginning she was naked under the covers, and then when she turned, the cover literally laid perfectly to where you could not see her ass. <laughs> I peeped it. Oh, they did that on purpose. I don't know if they did that on purpose or not. Because mm, they showed the strippers' boobs with the nipple covers. Yeah, they did. So I guess it's okay as long as you don't see a nipple. That's... Oh, nipple. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> That's a miracle. Saw her whole you. boob, though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. taking it all off and all that and then she's and shaking just... it <laughs> hey bro I bet that's hard to like do that motion it must be that's like, <laughs> you gotta like move your chest in a circle it's weird um <laughs> last fact <laughs> um so this is uh, this actually might count as another anti-semitism count um because they in the meeting they serve shrimp and shellfish is not kosher for Jewish people. So Jewish people actually cannot eat shellfish. It is not, it is religiously not okay for them to eat 
for them to and eat they shrimp. got shrimp and they added and they had them eat shrimp cocktail at the meeting because they don't know a single thing about Jewish people they suck <laughs> oh did you peep that when she got pissed she put her cigarette out in the cup of shrimp she put her cigarette out in it <laughs> That's why I love Rachel. She said, "She said, fuck, fuck you, your shrimp. <laughs> fuck you and your shrimp." Yeah, she put it out in the shrimp cup. <laughs> I know. Look, I okay. This is something. Another thing I noticed with Rachel, she has these really fancy like cigarette holders. Holders. I want one. Like she's an ad herself. It's so like, fancy. Like she opened what? it up. She. Uh, it's so it was, like delicate and like sophisticated it was for gold no damn too. reason. Like she got her nails out while she's hitting like, them. Okay. Uh, look. Look, where you get one of them, Rachel? Hold up. Where is I bet Lincoln's you it's like at? antique now to get one of those. Is Lincoln's real? I gotta see. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know if it's a real place or not. Excuse me. Um, But yeah, Watch no. Out. She put it out in the shrimp cup, bro. That's hilarious. And she was about to leave it. She was about to walk out with all those little stick attachment things. She, what, why did I Google and, and Bergdorf Goodman popped up? Bergdorf Goodman? Is that the... No, that can't be. I think it's real. I'm not sure, though. Oh, no, it is real. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, top ten madmen places to visit, blah, blah, blah. Ooh, I love that Lucky Strikes are real. Lucky Strikes, yeah, Lucky Strikes. I think I've seen those at a gas station once. That's and I was like, crazy. It's toasted. It's toasted. <laughs> they actually, it's a real... Yeah. Let's say I'd get some Lucky Strikes and, like, never smoke them, but just, like, put them in a box Why or something. Why can't they just go to your website? This is crazy. They want me to, like, sign up. <laughs> sign up for that. what? Look. What? Sign what? They're prestige. Okay, so it's an actual... They're top, right? You gotta have a a, a, a profile to get to their website. <laughs> Damn. They don't just let That's random crazy. people come in. You gotta have a... Register now for an account to get to their website, you guys. What am I registering for? Okay, I guess to buy them in bulk? Oh, they're bad. <laughs> I can get them in a Thornton's, but they're too good to fucking get online. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Um, okay. But yeah, so I love that Lucky Strikes ad is actually, like, it's a real thing. Um, so is Minkins. Yeah, which, so now I have to go visit Minkins because it sounds... It's right next door to Tiffany's, apparently. It's, so. <laughs> that'd be so cool if it actually was literally right next to Tiffany's. I, got, I hope it no, is. I gotta go it see. has to be. Next time I go to New York. Next fuck. time... Boy, we gotta go first. Fuck um, Times Square. We're going straight to Tiffany's. I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Uh, I want us to do our um, MVP of the episode. MVP. So, okay... Who's who? Am I you, going first? Yeah, you can go first. Okay, so MVP of this episode is it has to be Don Draper. Look, this man, he was great. He guy. had a clear arc this whole episode. He was so stressed about this about this uh, cigarette issue, and then right at the last possible moment, the client's about to walk out the door. He reels him back in with a genius <laughs> idea. Reels him back in like it's crazy. And then he has the nerve to keep in mind this is a mess he made himself with his blatant sexism and anti-Semitism, whatever. But <laughs> he wraps it back up and also gets a gets a little gets a little dare dare I say a new friend out of it with Rachel. He's got, got a connection something with, it. Out of it with Rachel. I got a little something out of it, and I gotta say, we find out that he's married to he's married to Betty Draper. Mm-hmm. 
It's all, that's a win. That's a W. Mm. That, that nice ass house he got at the end. That was a nice ass house. So that's a W right there. He's so that just tells you how much he's making because that's supposed to be in New York and he has a house in New York. Bro's got a house out in the sticks in New York. He takes a train to work to Manhattan. Like, he's living life right now. And every look, he, it was so baller. Like, he was like, I'm not about to go to this bachelor party with that little boy. It's like, he's, he knows his worth. He's not, he don't need to fucking. Yeah, you guys are low lives. You guys are lame. You guys. <laughs> I'm fucking 30, bro. I'm not hanging out with a bunch I'm of 20 dead. year olds. Y'all are gross. I and the fact that he stuck up for Peggy. I really I like do that. appreciate that he stuck up for Peggy. Um, which and I like that he established boundaries with Peggy too. I like that he, it, it not even he wasn't really even cruel with Peggy. Okay, can I say something? I feel like if Peggy was a little, how should I say, prettier, he wouldn't have done that. Because <sighs> hmm. in this world, she's 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 like a B. Dare when I, there's A's all around them, all the dare time. Dare I say you might, be, you might be right. I don't think... Uh, well, hmm. Okay, because truthfully, Mitch is not ugly. Betty's a baddie. Betty's blowing Mitch out the water. But I don't think that... I think that Don has a thing. I think he's real, like, strict. Like, he can be kind of like a hard... He can be, a, like, a difficult boss. Like, he can be picky. But I don't think he is the type to fuck people at work. I don't, I don't think he's the type to fuck coworkers. Otherwise, but I think he'd have fucked Joan a long time ago. Maybe Joan's not going to let him fuck. But Pete made the offhand comment, are you already sleeping with her? Maybe everyone thinks he does, but... But he I, actually wouldn't? Yeah, I... Maybe he ends up fucking a secretary later on. I don't... As of now, I think Don's the type to fuck around, but I think he's also the type where... To not since he's shit still compartmentalized, Yeah, he doesn't shit where he eats. He's still compartmentalized. He keeps... I'll give you that. ...working a separate part and his dick in another part. Like, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't mix the two ever, because that just spells disaster. All right, Betty visits that. the office. People see him at the office. He ain't about it. But so, that's his reputation around there, though. His rep... I think it's the reputation of every... Like, everyone's just assumed to be fucking around with everybody. So, like, Don gets all the good girls. They assume that he's fucked him already. But, okay. Like, Don so, just, it's just all assumptions as of right now. Yeah. Oh, then again, I could be wrong. Maybe he does fuck secretaries. But I... for As of now, I don't see it as part of his character. I think okay. he likes to keep it separate. Okay. But... Well, I'm glad we brought up Peggy. Because she's my MVP of this episode. Peggy's the MVP. Okay, explain. Um, so... Peggy is the first woman we meet in this show that is a long-term character. We met Midge already, but she does not stay for long. Spoiler alert. I don't know if that's a spoiler or not, but Peggy is the first female we meet, and she's rolling her eyes at these boys. She is thrown into this sexual harassment case (laughs) of a job, (laughs) and is basically traumatized by Joan of what... Is gonna be happening at the end. And Joan's doctor. She just got a lot of She got Joan's doctor slut shaming her as she goes to try and protect herself sexually. Pete Campbell's bitch ass. Pete Campbell's bitch ass. What was what did he say to her? He said, if you pull your dress in, you might be able to tell you're a woman. Fuck you. (laughs) Like, what? And then the guy's just being pigs in general. Like, she had to kiss ass like this whole day. And then 
she's rejected from her boss because this is what she thought she needed to do based on her events of the day. I mean, she does end up getting some dick later, so... Which is why I feel like she got what she wanted in the end because she could have just sent Pete home, but she's like, you know what? I could use some dick. <laughs> like, she's like, all right, you know what? Actually, yeah. I so, could use some mad dick. It's fine. Peggy is our first... <laughs> she said mad man. <laughs> Man, oh um, man. Man, oh man. Um, but yeah, that's why I think Peggy is our MVP because she went through a lot of shit too and she's our 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 number one female right now. That's true. Okay. I can, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, Peggy definitely went through a lot. And the fact Hell of a first day. The fact that she ain't quit yet, we got to give her props. Yeah, that's why she went. She didn't quit on the spot, okay? <laughs> Apparently, this is a really coveted position. Apparently, she, she went to school for the secretary school. That's so crazy. Which, what do you learn in secretary school? I wonder how much she makes. Because hmm. uh, she's a secretary for one of the top companies and one of the top guys in that company. Probably be some shit like $15 a week or something. like. Which is crazy. Which, yeah, that's... What was that? 15 No. 1500 a week. That would be something like that. No, 150. My math is terrible. It'd be like 150 a week. That don't sound right. That's like minimum wage, isn't it? It's a full time job. Okay, let's. Let, uh, I'm, I'm gonna wait to see what they what they say they pay her as. Cause we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm just curious, but yeah. So Peggy's my MVP. Don's your MVP. All right, cool. Well, I'm so excited to see their relationship grow and and how it develops and you know how they communicate with each other and everything. I'm excited to see how that grows with this intro that they have together. I'm honestly excited for this entire. Like, I'm really, I'm really excited to watch these characters grow again, watch these relationships and how they change with a different lens too. Uh, it's yeah, it's a much different lens. I'm over here really eyeing all the foreshadows all the little moments all the great like acting details they did like it's it's been a pleasure so um i think that is a all we got. Yeah, i think that's a wrap i think we toasted it yeah it's toasted it's a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. good one i like that Thank okay <laughs> it's toasted okay yeah so we definitely toasted this one and um yeah we'll be we'll be back with the next episode season one episode two don't remember the name of it it's okay we'll get it next time we'll get that next time but thanks for listening stay toasted out there